This is Tani Talks Pirkei Elvis, the TTPA, where we talk a Mishnah or two of Pirkei Elvis per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. I'm sure by now you've heard of the horrific, devastating, terrible, terrible situation in Israel. The Shear is dedicated in memory of the hundreds murdered on behalf of the hundreds in captivity, the thousands wounded, and the tens of thousands fighting on our behalf in Eretz Yisrael. Everyone should be Zochatev Yeshua and Rafua Bekarva, and may that be speedily soon in our days, and may we only know from good, wonderful things. We're going to do something that we, ne- we never usually do on this Shear, on this show. We're actually going to do two Mishnahs at once, because this Living Lessons Family Parsha edition of the Perkeavos breaks it down this way. Living Lessons Family Edition of the Pirkei So let's look at Chetetet. We're still in Perak Aleph. During the holiday season, we're a little behind, but God willing, we'll catch up and get back on track. We're looking at Chet and Tet. Perak Aleph 1, 8 to 9. Yehuda ben Tabai v'shimim ben Shadach kibbul mehem. Yehuda ben Tabai omer. Al-tas atzmecha ka'orchaya dayanam. U'kashayu ba'ali hadin omdum l'fanecha yiyu b'enecha k'rishayim. U'kashayniftrim l'fanecha yiyu b'enecha k'zakayim. K'shakibbul alayhem es hadin. Yehud ben Tabai and Shimon received the teachings of the Torah from Yehoshua ben Prachi and Yitav Arbel. Yehud ben Tabai says, when you sit as a judge on a case, do not act as a lawyer by advising those being judged. When litigants are standing before you in court, consider both of them guilty and don't favor either side. And when they leave you after the case, having accepted the judgment, consider them both righteous. Shemachadach says, as a judge, you should investigate and question the witnesses thoroughly. When questioning them, be careful with the words you use, because perhaps they will learn from your words what lies to say in order to win the case. When judging another person, the Mishnah warns us to view them as guilty during trial. This can be applied in a person's quest for good friends. When you need to make a judgment regarding whether a certain person would be a good friend for you, be very careful and selective. Ask yourself honestly, is this person going to be a positive influence on me? The Mishnah also speaks to a person who is passing judgment on himself. Don't be your own defense lawyer looking for excuses to justify your actions. Excuses may get you out of trouble, but they will not help you grow. Admitting that you must improve is the first step to becoming better. Yehuda ben Tabai and Shimon Mechedach were the third pair of the Zugos. They lived during the time of the second base of Mignesh under the rule of the wicked king Yanai. There's a difference of opinion in the Gemara regarding which one was the Nasi and which was the Av Bezdin. Yehuda ben Tabai, out of his great humility, Yehuda ben Tabai did not want to be a leader. When the community wanted to appoint him to lead, he ran away to Alexandria, Egypt. The community begged him to accept their responsibility, and eventually he agreed. For Shimon ben Shatach, the Chashmonai king of his time held a personal grudge against Hamidah Chachamim and ordered them all to be killed. Shimon ben Shatach was saved by his sister, Shlom Tzion, who was married into the royal family and managed to hide him. When he came out of hiding, Shimon Meshadach took back control of the Sanhedrin and legislated many decrees. One of them was a new rule that every father was obligated to send his child to school. Shimon Meshadach heard about a group of 80 witches living in Ashkelon. After he verified that they were indeed practicing witchcraft, all 80 were hanged in one day. In retaliation, relatives of the witches hired false witnesses to testify against Shimon ben Shaddach's son, accusing him of committing an avera punishable by skila stoning. Shimon ben Shaddach therefore warns one must investigate and question witnesses extensively. 
There are seven questions that the Bezin must ask witnesses, such as what day of the month the incident occurred. However, the Bezin may ask the witnesses the same question many times, because if a person is lying, the more he speaks, the more likely it is that he will trip up and the lie will be discovered. Alternatively, these words can mean that although only two witnesses are needed for the judge to be able to make a judgment, if more witnesses come forward, a judge should interrogate them as well, rather than passing judgment based on the testimony of just two witnesses. Shimon B'Shetach worked very hard to earn a living. He would pick chestnuts in the forest, carry them back to town, and make ink out of them. He would sell the ink to support his family. Although he was very poor, Shimon B'Shetach did not complain. The only thing that bothered him was the time wasted carrying the nuts back to town, time that he could have used for Torah. Finally, one day, he sold some of his possessions and bought a mule from a non-Jewish merchant to lighten his workload. When he brought the mule home, his students went to see it and were delighted to discover a valuable precious stone hanging on the animal's neck. If they sold the stone, they realized their teacher would no longer have to work to earn a livelihood, but could instead spend all of his time studying Torah. They joyfully informed their teacher about their incredible find. To their surprise, however, Shemachadach declared, The praise that Hashem will receive when I return to lost jam is much more worth is worth much more to me than any amount of riches. He ran immediately to the market, returned the precious stone to the man who had sold him the mule. The astonished merchant proclaimed, Blessed is God, the God of Shimon ben Shattach. So think about these different ideas of how we oftentimes pass judgment on ourselves and when we're thinking about friends and good friends, how we could look at, to find them. And if you are a judge, you should investigate it properly and, and you shouldn't be a judge on other person in general. I often like to say the only type of judging we should do is don the kapschus. You don't judge a person anytime, anywhere. The only type of judging you should ever really do is to judge a person favorably to give them the benefit of the doubt. Join us next time as we talk Mishnah 10 about loving work. Not consider yourself too important to do work here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.